Well, our next guest, he knows all about playing through injury. We'll get to Jaws in just one moment, but let me say this. Twitter poll question of the day is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Wishing their employees, customers, and WIP listeners happy holidays. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet closer than you think. Today's Twitter, Twitter poll question, should the Eagles play Jalen Hurts versus Dallas if, he's, if he is considered 90% healthy? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. All right, so weigh in on that and more. Our next guest, uh, obviously a legend, not just for being an Eagles starting quarterback for a decade, but for literally playing for a decade straight. And I think it might have even been more than that. Set the NFL record for quarterbacks consecutive games played through played through more injuries than you can imagine. Uh, Mr. Ron Jaworski. How you doing, Joss? Joe, I wish I could say I'm doing terrific, but the news of uh, Franco Harris yeah. this morning kind of shook me a little bit. So, uh, I don't have the usual enthusiasm I have when I join you guys because I, I, you know, I, I was a really good friend with Franco through the years, and uh, boy, just such a, a, a sudden passing uh, kind of shakes your inner soul a little bit. So I, I, I pass along my condolences to Franco's family and friends. Uh, been a rough day for people that uh, obviously love football and yeah. you know love Franco Harris. Well, Jaws, I'm glad you started there. So let's let's start with that. Um, what was he like? We all saw him on TV, either as a player or in years since, but. You know him. What was he the man like? The, the consummate gentleman. He was one of those guys that uh, could hold court anywhere. And he, he wasn't a, a bravado-speaking guy. You know, he let his, his play on the field really set the tempo for the person that he was. He was a tough, hard-nosed Pittsburgh Steeler. You know, uh, and, and just so incredible that this is going to be the celebration of the Immaculate Reception in, in Pittsburgh on Saturday. And uh, to have this tragedy happen, uh, yeah. you know, last night was pretty amazing. But he, I mean, he commanded a room. But he wasn't a you know a, a big talker kind of guy. I didn't talk about himself. He's uh, just a really great guy to be around. And, and, and fortunately, in you know, late 70s, early 80s, the Steelers were rolling, the Eagles were rolling, and there are a lot of social functions that we all seem to attend. And I got to know him really well. He, he, nothing, he pure class, I guess, would be the best way to put him. And Joe, you guys beat the Steelers in '79. Am I right about that? And it was a huge deal for you guys to take down that team in the midst of that run. Yeah, they they were they they were the, the the best team in the league for a number of years in the late seventies, and 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 clearly, you know, Dick Vermeil was setting his sights on you know to be a contender. We had to beat a contender, and you know we beat the Steelers here in in Philadelphia. You know they had their great defense and Bradshaw, and, you know uh, Franco and that whole group. So you know, we beat them here. It, it kind of was a. Uh, uh, the springboard to our success. Now we finally lined up and beat a quality football team, and, and that was really where we got it started, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Ron Jaworski with us. Joe, let's talk about this squad and this game and sort of the strategy of what's up ahead. Should the Eagles play Jalen Hurts if he can play but won't be, you know, late in the season 100%? If he's banged up but playable, what do you do here? Pretty simple for me. If Jalen Hurts is 100%, you play him, not not even a decision. If he's ninety nine percent, you do not play him. And you know hey, that's I'm a hard. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you're saying that, Josh. Yeah, I I, I, I read him. I think there's too much at stake. Uh, I think that that injury, uh, you know, is is susceptible. Now, I I've had a a broken shoulder. And John believed this on a quarterback sneak. <laughs> you know, I leaped over the top and got slammed. And you know, and, and Tommy Novus, the linebacker with the Falcons, landed right, you know, right on top of me, right on my shoulder. Very similar to what happened to Jalen Jalen Hurts. But I, you know, I I just unless he's 100, I, I you know I think Minshew's a solid backup. 
this team can win in so many ways. You know, it, it, it's not just, you know, like any team, it's quarterback dependent. Uh, but they can win so many ways, running the football, throwing the football, playing good defense, blitzing, playing zone, playing. I mean, it's a complete football team. And I think the worst thing could happen is say he goes out there and just gets kind of some normal hit at the sideline and rolls over and hurts that shoulder again, uh, and he's out for a month or two months or the rest of the season in the playoffs. I, I think it's too risky. If, if he's 100%, and I, you know, knowing Jalen, I think he's going to want to play because he's a fierce competitor and everybody loves that part about his game. But I, I, I want him healthy down the stretch, and I want, to, I want him healthy going into the playoffs. So is that 100% with medical assistance? Because you know you can feel – 100% oh, yeah. <laughs> if you get a little injection in there before the game. Gee, John, uh, I'm surprised to hear that from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Jaws, how, how, often, yeah. how often did you actually play with a, an AC separation of your throwing shoulder? Did you have those? I, I, I had a cracked AC. And I did not play it. I missed six weeks, so it was it was a little bit different. Oh, a broken, what, 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 it was a little a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, it didn't need the heal, so I so I didn't play. So that, uh, but when I look at it, this is an organizational organizational decision as well. It's not going to be Nick. It's not going to be Jalen. It's not going to be the trainer. I think the whole organization needs to chime in on this, so they you know they have a unanimous decision that you know moving forward they know exactly that they all agree to whatever they're going to agree to. But I, I I'm just giving you my my honest opinion. I think there's too much at stake. Yeah, hey, God, nobody wants to be the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe more than me. You know, I, I came up in that area where we were we were we were taught to hate the Cowboys by Big Vermeil. You know, and I you know, I want to beat them if it was in playing marbles against the Dallas Cowboys. I'd want to win, but I just think there's too much at stake. This team is is the best team in the National Football League when they're healthy, uh, and you know, at this time of year, that's the key: being healthy. So it sounds like you have real doubts that he'll be out there uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I, I wish I could say I had some internal source, but I don't get much information late in the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, right now, I, I just don't know. But I, I if, if, you know, based on when I saw, although he played after he hurt the shoulder, he threw, great. threw the ball, he, he played well, threw well. But I, 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 I was sitting with the guys doing the the the, the, the post game show, and I said he's hurt. I said I, I, I said I think they replayed it. I said he's hurt. I've been in that situation. He's hurt. Uh, you know, you saw what everybody looked. They saw his face more better than we did inside the helmet. You could just tell by the expressions and the way he lay, laid in the ground for whatever it was, seven or eight seconds. He was hurt. And you saw the the, the, the full weight of, of Travis Gibson, you know, right. fall right on that shoulder. And yeah, if he would have been in a pocket, Gibson probably would have been thrown out of the game because he, he obviously tried to hurt him. And that's what defensive linemen do when they get the shot or defensive backs or corners or yeah. safeties or linebackers. They want to hurt whoever they can. They yeah. want to hurt the quarterback. They're coached to hurt the quarterback. So uh, he's a running back at that point. So they put him on, they want to put him out of the game. How much of a problem did you have with Miles Sanders' lack of opportunities against the Bears? Well, first of all, I had it in my fantasy playoffs, so I was oh. very, very. <laughs> I was, I was... <laughs> Boy, Josh, your priorities have changed in the last yeah, ten years. No, no, no. <laughs> so I was obviously very upset about that, but I, 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 I just did not get it. He came off his best game as an Eagle. He's been running great. The offensive line has been great. I mean, the first two plays of the game, our quarterback runs, and you, you got a guy that is out, is hot right now. John, you you know you know when you're in a roll, right? You feel it, man. Sure. You want the ball, right? You want the rock, and all of a sudden you're not getting it. I, 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 I was, I was surprised. I, I, in fact, you know, I, I 
made all kinds of picks that Miles Sanders have a great game, a running game, would win the game, and uh, they, they abandoned it during the game. It, it was shocking to me, I, I, and I don't know why. Well, a lot of it had to do with just the, the ride-and-decide stuff, and they were just taking them away. You know, how well did the Bears' defense play against us? Well, and let me, and let me frame wait, that wait. question this way, Jaws. Did, did what Chicago do defensively give you any concern about defenses figuring some stuff out about the Eagles' offense? Oh, absolutely. You know, this, in this league, teams are studying everything you do. And the Eagles offense, I, I, I think it's a beautifully designed offense. It's a hybrid offense. It's got NFL passing uh, type structures and plays and you know, exactly what you want to see from an NFL passing team. But also has a lot of these running plays that are really come through the college ranks. Right. And the only, the only way you can run those, those zone reads is if you have a quarterback that is 245 pounds and tough and strong and smart. And you have that in Jalen Hurst. But you're going to put him at risk. He's run the ball 156 times. This year, that's 20 short of the NFL record, which he would have broke. Was Lamar Jackson had 176 rushes from the quarterback position? When you put your quarterback in harm's way like that, eventually he's going to get hurt, and that's what happened. That that that's why I'm probably so concerned about looking at Dallas and saying, unless he's 100, percent don't put him out there. But yeah, I will say this to answer your question, John. I thought the Bears had a really good game plan yeah. of how to stop the run. Right. They had some. They 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 really were accountable. Um, when I looked at the tape, it wasn't like they were attacking the point of attack because you just don't know when until the play is run. But they had they had some preconceived ideas of what the Eagles were doing, where the ball was going, and how they're going to stop it. In fact, on the play, if you look, we've seen it a thousand times with Gibson. You know, Jalen's reading him. He comes down to his left, so Jalen just keeps going. It's exactly what he's supposed to do. But what uh, what Gibson does, he retraces beautifully and comes back. Jalen had to pause for a second because he, he couldn't get to the outside. And it just took that one split-second pause. Gibson got back and laid the wood on him. So, speaking defensively, how surprised are you by the level of play from Hassan Reddick this season? I'm blown away. I, I, I'm absolutely blown away. He, he, he's always been, you know, a good pass rusher. Even you're going to Charlotte and you go, you go back to his, he, he was in, in it's his first year in Arizona. He was put out of position, but once they found out what he can do and utilize him, he became one of the premier pass rushers in this league. And I, I, I thought he started out a little slow this year, but as he started picking up this system and, you know, getting his sea legs, man, oh man, he's coming off the ball. He's, he's, he's beating everybody. They, people have tried, Double teaming him, they put a tight end on him. Uh, that that Leatherwood guy from yeah, Chicago. Good luck with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had the same response to you to watch the game. I said to Chuck, I said, "Are you kidding me? There's no back over there. There's yeah. no tight end over there. You're going to leave Hassan Reddick one on one. He's he's going to get ten sacks today." You know? yeah. and, but his, his, he brings incredible energy to that defense. I mean, he really uh, it's a, it's a faster defense now, and sweats better because you got two guys coming off the edge. But Hassan has been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I, and I think the main reason is he's wearing number seven. There you go. I love it. <laughs> speaking, speaking of number seven from that era, Jaws, i got to ask you when we're talking about this topic of Hurts and the injury, a lot of legendary stories from me. One of my favorite is the, is the time, probably not one of your favorite because it hurt a lot, but when you're in the hospital till Friday and still start two days later on a Sunday, what was that like? Well, I, I can tell you, it, it was uh, it was after the Bears game where I got whacked a few times, and some some may remember the Mike Hartenstein hit. Uh, you know, and I, I kind of woke up on Tuesday in Paoli Hospital, but you know, we we, you know, we didn't have the concussion 
the studies we have now and all the rules that we have. And I, and I, and I, I think they're great. Uh, but our, our era wasn't as protective with the players. And, you know, literally the concussion protocol was, uh, you know, they put up two fingers and Otho to run on the field. So, you know, how many fingers? You say two. Yeah. What's your wife's name? Liz, you ready? <laughs> that, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of making light of it, but it, that's kind of the extent of, of what it was. Yeah. I think the league has done an amazing job, uh, amazing job of, of, of you know, getting it better and getting it right. But in that story, Joe, I remember, you know, I was in the hospital I think until Wednesday. I came, I, I practiced on Friday, and actually it was the first time I went into a game, and was hope we had to go out and stop to Seattle, and I wanted, I wanted to get hit. I, I, I wanted to get hit. Say, okay, I'm all right. You know how sometimes you have, you have an injury, you need something. To deep down inside in your mind to say, okay, I can take a hit again. So I was actually hoping to get early hit early in the game, and from what I remember, I think I did. Well, not that we need a proof, uh, Jaws, that you and I are wired differently, but that uh, story uh, <laughs> speaks volumes. All right, Jaws, final thing here for you, and, and we'll get into this ourselves in the 1 o'clock hour, but I want to give you a first crack at it. Coming up in five and a half hours is the retirement of one of Philadelphia's greatest ever. Jim Gardner retiring tonight, 6 o'clock newscast, his last ever. You've been around here for 45 years. What are your thoughts upon Jim Garner about to retire tonight? Well, it, Joe, as you know, I, I do some segments for 6ABC every week. I've done so for, for the past, I don't know, seven or eight years. And I, In fact, I'm heading over to 6ABC when I hang up this phone, and I will see Jim this afternoon. And it, it, he, What I loved about Jim, I just walk in the building, so I walk down the studio, and he'd stop me, and it became Eagle Talk immediately. And he, he, he loves the Eagles. He loves the sports teams. He's a sports fanatic. You know, but obviously his, his, his backbone is, is the news, and, you know, there's no one better than Jim Gardner, period. None. And there will, you'll never replace Jim Gardner. He was special in this town. The way, he, the way he presented the news every night, every late afternoon, and the way he treated people was, was just so dignified. It makes you proud to know him. Love it. Jaws, uh, this is our last time talking to you in 2023. Let me say thank you to 2022. you. For 2022. Until 2023. <laughs> Until 2023. Jeez, Joe, come on. Let's hey, let's, let's, jumped ahead let's a year there. there. Yeah, you know what? Look, we all know Joe, the Eagles going to win. Did you have? Well, Jaws, we know the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, so what's the point of talking about it anyway? I mean, it's, there you it's, go. It's, I'm with you. It's literally going to happen, but thank you for all your contributions in 2022. And we look forward to much more up ahead next year, man. Thanks, oh, Joe. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to 23 because the Super Bowl's at 23, Joe. And just get ready to wake up a, like a little bit earlier. A little bit earlier right. to join us. <laughs> you got it, guys. Thanks, Joss. Right. Happy all right, holidays. All right, Love you guys. Happy you holidays. You too, man. Ron Jaworski, awesome guy. Coming up, more. Whatever the heck we're getting into. I don't know what it is, but it's something on 94 WIP.